come with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Wives. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shay Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster Wives. Hi. Happy New Year. We missed you guys. 2024, the last time we saw you, was last year. <laughs> we haven't seen you for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> We're sorry we had to take a week off. Shay, My bad. sadly, was Ugh. struck ill. It was trash. It was full-on Garbaggio Supreme sandwich. However, I'm back and better than ever, baby. More annoying, hotter than ever. Did you revisit any of our sick movies? Uh, wait, what do you mean? I was thinking about the movies we've done with sick scenes in them. Particularly, You've Got Mail and the baseball one. Why can't I think of what it's called? Oh, um... Why can't I think of what... Oh, uh, Fever Pitch. Fever Love. Pitch. I know what you're talking about now. Um, no, but I did listen to a bunch of our episodes, like, while I was sick, because I just missed my wife. It sucked. Usually, like, every New Year's, for some reason, I get sick. But mm. before the last couple years, Stacey and I used to celebrate every New Year's together, so I was really looking forward to it this year. But I ended up just being alone in my room eating chicken wings watching Harry Potter. So, like, you know, win some, you lose some. What kind of chicken wings and which Harry Potter? I watched the fourth Harry Potter, the third and the fourth, and I had spicy honey garlic mm, wings yes. with hella ranch and tater tots. That sounds incredible. I love the third Harry Potter movie. The fourth one? Mm. Mm. Yeah, the third one's my favorite book and movie. It's really good. It's really good. So many, tw- like, I remember, I really loved Harry Potter, but it wasn't until the third one that I was like, Oh, so this is my favorite series in the entire world now. Just because, I mean, we all know. Everything was tied together. Actually, we need to have a Harry Potter month. Oh, we will. Okay, have good. no fear. We'll have to have a few, honestly. We will Technically, yeah, we'll have to do like two. Mm-hmm. All right, well, buckle up, babies, because that has to happen this year for sure. That's one of our New Year's resolutions. It is. Besides just like entertaining y'all more and, and making you love us more. And did you have a standout episode from our catalog that you were like, wow, this episode slaps? Well, I did listen to um, our Tommy Boy episode again because the anniversary of his death came and I was like, I need to listen to this again. And man, it brought me to tears. It's such a good mm-hmm. episode. Um, and then I also listened to all of our like Christmas episodes again. Nice. They're just, look. I listen to every episode multiple times. <laughs> I listen to it the day it comes out, and I listen to it, like, again at some point. Like, I've listened to every episode probably, like, at least twice. Oh, also the um, the one with Chris Cranock, whatever one that one. Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. I did listen to that again, and that was so good. That was a great episode. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So, re-listen to our episodes. If you've already gone through and listened to them one time, I suggest going in a second time because there's more. Even I pick up. And I was there. <laughs> so basically, like, when I listen to an episode for a second time, that means I've experienced that conversation three times. Whoa. See, I hate hearing myself. So I will oh. occasionally listen to an episode. And it's always less bad than I think. I always yeah. think I'm going to listen to it and be like, ah, you sound stupid. But you never or sound stupid. you say like too much, which I don't. But get off my no, case. you don't. You're perfect. I'm a Las Vegas girly, okay? True. But I don't think you say like too much. In fact, sometimes like, I do. I don't know. When I listen back, um, uh, I notice. Okay. Well, maybe for you, but like for someone else who's experiencing the conversation, I never feel that way about you. Thank you. I could listen to you talk forever. And I have for the you're last... my wife. You're biased. But <laughs> I chose this life because I love listening to your voice. You know? Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. But anyway, welcome to Transformation Month. We did this last year, right? We did. We did Wish Upon a Star. We did Master of Disguise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What was the other one?
ones. Oh, man. Damn. They were great, though. Go back. January 2023. Yeah, that one. Good stuff. It was good. But you know what? I have to say, this year's lineup is better. It's it's pretty banging. It's so fucking good. So buckle up. And I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but the movie we're going to cover today is a classic in our like age range specifically i feel like it's a movie that gets brought up a lot when talking about movies from our era of like early 2000s bangers and that would be the ever loved the ever funny miss congeniality yeah dog i just referenced this movie not three weeks ago because we were gonna do a blacklight painting class for a friend's birthday what and somebody asked, like, what do you mean blacklight painting? And I literally sent the clip of them drumming with the black and white paint. And I was like, Miss Congeniality. Dude. And they were all like, got it. <gasps> I didn't even know that that was a real thing. I th- always thought, like, that's so fucking rad. I would love to do that someday. But I don't think it really exists. Not in that particular form. We were just painting on a canvas. Oh, okay. But we were using glow-in-the-dark paints. And it was a blacklight. So <sighs> when they turned off the lights, everything was glowing and cool. Oh, that's fun. Also reminded me, though, of Orphan. Have you seen that movie? No. Really? Yeah. It's one of the few horror movies that I've seen. And it's one of the only ones I wasn't it's interested terrifying. in. It's terrifying. And there's a very scary blacklight moment in that. I won't spoil oh, it. But okay. I was like, I'm going to go Miss Congeniality route for the group chat. Yeah. Well, I know everyone will know. And I, everyone did. Totally. And everyone loves that. Everyone, I feel like that gets brought up so much about this movie in particular. Like that specific scene is like, and that looks so cool with the pizza and beer and blah, blah, blah. So that good reference my so life. yeah it's still coming up in my life damn to this day well see it gets brought up like literally it's brought up so much in my life just like okay like that one scene in miss congeniality or talking about like the best date like you know what oh, i mean yeah. just like so many references so often that i'm like we we gotta do this movie it's too good it walked so mean girls could run true you know what truly and they were they were the same era, but definitely congeniality was before. So, which brings us to corporate bullshit. Yeah, let's do it, baby. Corporate Shay's gonna bullshit. break it down. I will do my best. Let's go. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. This week's corporate bullshit is brought to you by Skin Integrity. Skin Integrity is a love child of London the SD, who got her start in the spa industry in 2010, starting as a concierge and eventually getting promoted to management. Since becoming licensed in 2015, she's worked at five-star resorts on the Las Vegas Strip and now runs her very own studio, Skintegrity. London is driven by results and five-star customer experience. We both can personally attest to London's angel hands and true expertise in all things skincare. When I was going to get married and wanted my skin looking right, London designed a treatment package that addressed all my concerns and made me a glowing bride. She has also given me a few facials in my day, and not only is she so focused on your experience while you're with her, but she also asks intentional questions and genuinely wants to understand your overall health and wellness outside of her studio. You can find London on Insta at LondonTheSD or SkintegrityNow.com. Mention BlockbusterWise, and your first facial will be $105. That's over a 10% savings by mentioning the pod. Plus, you can mention Blockbuster Wives to get a facial for only $50 on Mondays with London's Apprentice Diamond. I've also gotten a facial from Diamond, and it was dynamite. Again, the name is Skintegrity, and be sure to mention the pod. Bye! Bye! Okay, so Miss Congeniality is a 2000 American action comedy film. So pre-9-11. Pre-9-11. Simpler times. <clears throat> Um, and it was released, uh, December 22nd, 2000. Okay. So very interesting. Like I would not have expected it. Yeah. Yeah, I would not have expected it to be, um, it's 110 minutes long. So very, very close. A little long. A little bit longer, but like not too, too bad. Um, the budget was $45 million box office, 212.7 million. Oh yeah. It was a hit. True hit. Um, it's starring Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Of course, who is a fucking gem angel baddie. Like, mm-hmm. so cool. Michael Caine, who, Ugh. again. I mean, we just talked about him in Muppet Christmas Girl. We did. Our literal last episode before this. Dude, we always do this. This is a Michael Caine overlap. We always do. You guys, this is me. Goosebumps. This is another suck it moment. Yes. We didn't even plan that. We didn't plan that. That's so fucking funny. Okay. Also, Benjamin Brett. Oh, Lord. Oh. Yeah. I think like this hit when we were what nine years you were old. Nine. Yeah. So you know we're exploring our crushes, and I do remember being like, "So mm. that's what a hot man looks like." 
Yeah. I know what the boy band boys look like, but he's a man. He's a man, baby. And he's so fucking fine. My God. Also, Candace Bergen, William Shatner. Okay, can I go on a full tangent about Candace Bergen? Yes. Real quick. Yeah. So Candace Bergen plays the director of the pageant. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember where I learned this, but it brought my brain to a screeching halt. Because somebody brought up like, oh yeah, Candace Bergen and her puppet brother. And I was like, what? what do you mean? So her dad was Charlie <clears throat> McCarthy. Does that ring any bells? Mm, I mean, the last name sounds familiar, but... He was like the first famous ventriloquist. Like, he okay. made this a popular medium in the 50s. He did vaudeville with this doll. He was like the most famous doll ever. The Charlie Whoa. McCarthy doll. Whoa. And Candace Bergman's dad is the one who operated it. Holy shit. So he was super famous for that. He brought the doll everywhere. It was like meeting the president. Like this doll was huge. Jesus Christ. They ran the stats on one of his programs and it was like a third of America was watching it. Just like crazy. This doll was super fucking famous. Yeah. And her dad made everyone in the family and the media treat the doll like it was a son. (sighs) So she had to have breakfast with this doll and pretend it was her brother. Her dad would put her on one knee and the doll on the other knee, and he would move her mouth up and down like she was a puppet and make them talk to each other. Ew, what the fuck? Wait, from what age, though? Like when she was a baby? When she was like a baby. Ugh. Like three. So her dad is a full psychopath. Full psychopath. And this is the the last thing I'll say about this. This is a real kicker to me. Charlie McCarthy had his own bedroom in the house, and it was bigger than Candace's bedroom. Horrifying. No wonder she became famous. Uh So many famous people are like, I just wanted to be in front of my father. I wanted to be in front of my mother and have them, like, be proud of me. Dude, (gasps) the psychology. So, and especially her playing this, like, kind of unstable, broad Mm. role is really funny, considering all of Mm -hmm. that. Wow. She went into a lot of comedic roles, like, because the Charlie McCarthy doll is considered the height of comedy. So she kind of followed in those footsteps. The only roles I've ever seen her in are her playing kind of like an angry bitch. But, like, I I guess I don't really know... um, I never saw her in anything when she was younger. It's usually when she was, like, a little bit older. Yeah, I don't think I saw any of her young stuff. And it would have been, like, probably <clears throat> incredibly boring to us at this point. Yeah. You know? Like the Charlie McCarthy doll. You watch it now, and it's, like, pretty boring. But at the time, it's like, whoa, he's saying stuff that only a doll could say. I need to look that up because I actually do enjoy, like, ventriloquist stuff. Okay. Not like that for all you sick <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's, like, cool. Like, it's a cool art form. Depending, right? But, like, now I have to watch it because now that I know, like, the background... Dude, that is fucking horrifying. Yeah, and he had tried to introduce other dolls and they just... They didn't hit, like, Charlie McCarthy. And so it was his bread and butter. He did treat it like a human. Very disturbing. So was he... I'm sure he was, like, working with Charlie before she was born. Yes. Right? And I think they were announcing it. I'm pretty sure they, like, announced it. Like, Charlie's getting a sister. Ew. It's like, no. That is unbelievable. Yeah, so that's my tangent about Candace Bergen. Wow. Nothing that I say is going to top that for the rest <laughs> of the evening, but. No, when I learned about this, I went on, like, a full Wikipedia rabbit hole. Because I was like, this is, what? That, that, no, that is absolutely fucking bonkers. Can't wait to look this up. Because I'm sure the doll is scary as fuck, too. And yeah, it's your classic vaudeville ventriloquist. Oh, can you imagine, like, oh, the only se- the scene that I'm picturing right now is, like, her, like, in the middle of the night, she hears something, and she walks to the hallway, and, like, his bedroom's like, like, oh, my God, yikes, yeah. gross. Like that I other horror it. movie, The Doll. Do you ever, I think it was, like, 2018 or something. The Doll? It was, like, a ventriloquist doll, and the whole plot of the horror movie is, like, is it alive? Oh. But people were clowning on the doll because it looked like Jared Kushner. I don't know. I, I never... I don't think I know what that is. Okay, well, it's it's a good one. Anyway, Jesus, sorry. No, that... <laughs> I keep changing. So it's like that. Okay, I need to look this up because this is like, yo, you guys, if you've heard of this, Here, please no, I'm going to show you a picture so okay, you get yeah. this reaction. Okay, I was going to say because I am just going to be thinking about this. Air. Okay, okay, here Charlie we go. I'm annoyed this. Hold on, let me take a sip. There it is. Ugh, dude, that's brother. fucking slappy from fucking Goosebumps. Yeah, basically. That's it looks it, exactly. It is like the prototype for a creepy vaudeville doll. It looks exactly like Slappy. That is so scary. And I'll show you the doll. 
2018 Jared Kushner comparison. Okay. I'm sure someone stitched these together. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh my dude. It, yeah, it does look uncanny. just like him. Pretty uncanny. Yikes. <laughs> but, okay. Can't believe it looks exactly like Slappy. That makes it even mm-hmm. scarier. And they knew what they were fucking. Goosebumps oh, yeah. knew what they were fucking doing. R.L. Stein, baby. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm. I'm Back just to corporate bullshit. Jesus Christ. Okay. The doll portion is closed. <laughs> the doll portion is over, Johnny. Um. Okay. So it was directed by Donald Petrie. And when I looked up, like, what other films he's been a part of, dude, like he kind of ironed out my childhood because he did Mystic Pizza. Grumpy Old Men, Richie Rich, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Just My Luck. Like, a lot of movies that I watched a lot as a kid. Very iconic. Super iconic. So I was like, okay, well, clearly, like, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Um, And yeah, I came up with my own little uh, synopsis. So I wrote, when a terrorist threatens to bomb the Miss United States pageant, the FBI hurries to find an agent to go undercover as a contestant. Gracie's the only woman FBI agent who can look the part, despite her complete hatred towards stereotypical femininity and or grace, ironically, in the name of false feministic views, and learn so much about actual feminism and herself in the process. Chef's kiss. That was incredible. Thank you. I do my best. Um, And then I believe it does pass the Bechdel test. It's got to. Barely, though. Really? In my personal opinion, Yes. Actually, no, because there's a scene with her and um, the doll lady. <laughs> okay, it is very good. This is going to be your identifier from uh, now on. Her and Candace do have a scene where they talk about the actual the pageant. pageant. And then there's a scene with Sandra Bullock and... Um, Miss Rhode Island. Miss Rhode Island. Thank you for filling in these blanks. This is like Mad Libs. Uh, where they're talking about like the pizza and beer shit. And I think that's kind of it. But they also talk when they first meet. They like when the one roommate's sleeping and they're talking about their talent. That is true. I think there's a few moments. You're right. You're right. It does like on multiple accounts. It does. Um, And then the ratings. Okay. This is. Oh my. I'm so nervous. It's not like that bad, but it's still like. I feel like this is like a very smooth movie. Like it was very well done. There's no rough edges. Right. The pacing is great. You're never bored. You're never like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And hardcore holds up mm-hmm. like almost the only part that's like slightly problematic is the part where she's like, and she's going to throw it up anyway. Like that part was kind of lame, but she was also drunk. So maybe yeah. that's what she was. Anyways. Actually, no, she said that before she was drunk. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. So Ebert rated it two stars. Wow. Woof. And he said... He's talking about Sandra Bullock, and he loves Sandra Bullock. He makes it very obvious at the very beginning. He, like, goes off about how much he loves her. But he goes, she has the producer's credit on the movie. That means she thought this project was a good fit. Since the material is tired and routine, what was she thinking? How is it tired and routine? It's not. I I literally cannot think of another movie where somebody goes undercover at a beauty pageant to stop a terrorist. I know. I'm like, in what way is this tired? recycled plot? Yeah, I'm like, name three other movies. Go. I'll wait. Like, shut up, Roger Ebert. Um... He said, maybe she's not ambitious enough. Uh, first of all, you are anti-woman. Yes. <laughs> and I fucking hate you, Ebert, as usual. Comedies will find her. She doesn't need to go looking for them. Stars with clout usually take on personal projects to break out of their typecasting, not to reinforce it. And then what was he her said, typecast? I don't know. That's a, I'm like, in what way? Dude, all of her roles are so completely different. Like, it Be- makes no sense. Before this, wasn't she most famous for, like, speed? Yeah, she was, like, the doing shit like that. movie that was nothing like this? Yeah, and she, like, always... All of her roles have been completely different from one another, in my personal opinion. So I'm yeah. like, what are you fucking talking about? Weird. Like, because she did Practical again, Magic? Did he watch the whole movie? I don't think so! Mm. He, I swear to God, this man watches, like, three quarters of it. He even was bragging... Like, okay, the end of it, he goes, um, well, he brought up her snorting through her nose, like how she laughed. He uh-huh. fucking hated that. Why? He, he was just like, kind of genteel barnyard sound. Um, he the? said, Miss Congeniality is harmless, fun of a silly sort. It isn't bad so much as it lacks any ambition to be more than it is, more than it so obviously is. What? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I smiled during it, enjoyed Bullock, but then again, I got to see it for free. And I'm the guy who thinks Speed 2 Cruise Control is a good movie, something not even Bullock believes. Huh. 
So I'm like, are you shitting on yourself? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm confused. I think he just really loves her, and he didn't want her to be bad. <laughs> or it's like he just loves the speed movies, and he's like, eh. I just don't. Weird. I'm like, okay, so since you love speed so much, explain how her role there is similar at all to this fucking role. Shut the fuck up. That's right. Period. He's so annoying. Okay. And then Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, critic score. Forty-one percent. What? Forty-one. Were people just out to get her right now? I don't know. I'm like, this movie is so fucking. I don't good. get it. 40? It makes no sense. Wow. Forty-one. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then the audience score, one of the lowest we've seen, sixty-nine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Favorable, but still bizarre. So weird. How right? bizarro is that? How, how bizarro is that? It really is so like it makes no fucking sense Whoa. when you think about how much we all love this movie and the watch it like the the fact that I can like watch it over and over again that that says yeah. something. That's what I mean. It's like it's it's a very well done movie in that you don't even notice like how smooth it is because it's so smooth. I know. There's no clunkiness. The whole plot is really good. There's a twist. You know, yes. like. The cast is really good. The chemistry between her and Benjamin Pratt, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck his name is, is so good. Michael Caine is fucking oh a God, revelation Michael as Caine, always. My favorite movie he's ever in. I know. Me too. Well, that and Batman. But anyways, that doesn't matter. Point is like, what the fuck are you fucking talking about? Like, I got so mad, Ebert. I'm really surprised at that critic score. I was like, Stacey's going to hate this. Was it just at a time? I wonder if it was like a weird cultural moment where, I mean, let's be honest, in the early 2000s, it was shit on women o'clock. All damn day. You know what? That's true. And this is a super feminist movie. Yeah. So that is probably part of it. I think they're probably like, take your witch shit elsewhere. (laughs) We don't want to hear it. They did like flip it on its head because at that time, everyone was shit. Now, okay, we figured it out. Because at that time, everyone was shitting on women. And that was the butt of every fucking joke Mm -hmm. in every fucking movie that ever existed. And that was successful. God forbid we have a movie that focuses on a strong female protagonist that it's not about her love life. I mean, that's in there, but that's really not what it's about. Not at all. That's just like a cherry on the top. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a a goal of hers at all throughout the movie. No. It just happened at the end. Yeah, but, she was good at her job. Yeah. And she kicked ass. Yeah. And it's so funny. that, But, like, look, the proof is in the fucking pudding. Look how much money they fucking made off mm, this movie. True. Yet, the critic score, which guaranteed guess what was probably just like all dudes Mm -hmm. being like fuck this movie Mm -hmm. i was bored you're boring you're literally boring every woman i've ever met thinks this is the best movie ever so literally go fuck yourself make yourself not seen anymore um yeah just wow men stay mad i really am i really am i knew you'd hate it i was was not expecting that dude this is so whack but anyway that's it for corporate bullshit (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable mm-hmm. anyways okay but yeah passes the bechdel test multiple times that's good because yes, in my I mind so. i was like only twice but you're right there's a lot of moments you're right you're absolutely right oh and i was recently hanging out with a girl who does pageant shout out feral hey and i asked her i was like what do, what does the pageant world think of this congeniality do they like it do they think it's dumb do they think it's set it back forward and she's like oh they all love it good they all love it so it holds up for them cool. yes that's really cool and i guess they show it at like a lot of pageant events and stuff what? which is very cute that's adorable yeah there aren't a whole lot of movies that are about that right one of your yeah. favorite movies is about that right Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yeah. Yes, that's an incredible one. That shows pageants in a far less flattering light. Yeah. But that was also like a local pageant, which I, I, I could see how that could be the case. Mm. Where like the higher you go up, the more professional, yeah. the less silly, everyone's yeah. on their A game. Whereas like the local level, I'm sure there is a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, especially because I guess it's kind of like if it is like a smaller pageant, everyone kind of knows each other. Everyone's in each other's business. Everyone knows the judges and probably like weird bribe schemes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fucking the judges in these Mm -hmm. small competition. That's cool. And I had volunteered for something for her a while ago. And it was, I mean, the questions that these girls get are like very hard hitting, intense ass questions. Yeah. And they're expected to just have an answer out of nowhere. Like they have no idea what they're going to be asked. So I thought that was a really interesting part of it. But another interesting phenomenon is that there's this divide in the community about child pageants versus, Mm. like, teenage and adult pageants. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of the teenage and adult pageants think that the kid pageants are really creepy. And they're like, I would never participate in one. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Because I guess I thought it had, like, it always goes from, like, kids to adults. But there's a lot of people who are like, I would never put my kid in a kid pageant. Only when they're old enough to know they want to go to college for scholarships or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting divide in the community. Yeah, you'd think that that would be, like, a natural progression. Yeah. But maybe they do do it when they're kids and then they realize how fucked it is when they get older. And they're like, I would never put my kid through that. Like, a lot of, like, child actors are like that, too. I think a lot of the judges are just like, I don't want to judge children. Yes. Like, that. that's so, because a part of it is being pretty. Yeah. Which is gross. Like, a lot of these kids have to wear, like, veneers. Yeah. Like, full dentures and shit. And I'm like, okay, if it's not about looks, then why are they doing that? Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. Like, they are, there is, like, a divide in the community about the swimsuit portion. Because a lot of the defenders say, like, that is how this whole thing started. Mm. We need to maintain some spirit of it to, to, like, keep an homage to the creator. So the pageant that I saw, what they did, which I thought was a good compromise, is they just did, like, um like a fitness segment. So you didn't have to wear a bathing suit. You could wear like leggings and athleisure. Like you can wear whatever you want. And it wasn't like so much about like what your body looked like they said. It was like just about like you talk about what you do to keep active. Hmm. And like that's what that portion is. So okay. Well, that's an attempt to address the bathing suit problem. True. Because how you look in a bathing suit should not have any impact on whether you go to college. Totally. And not only that, but it should also not like pin you up against other women and see who's the best in a yeah. be- like who dictates that yeah like who says who looks better like we a panel of judges which we shouldn't do like that right. to me right. is like you can do it but it's just it's no reflection of like anyone's actual worth you know right and it is very patriarchal to take something that should be free we should have totally. tuition just call tuition free universities where you just go and you don't have to pay any money. Yeah. But in this world where you have to pay a boat ton of money, it is a little sick for a man to be, like, dangling money and being like, but how do you look in a bathing suit? Right. And then bark at the same time and do, like, and answer these insane questions yeah. about government and also do a talent and, like, right. what? Are you, right. what? Exactly. What? Yeah, it's like the talent portion's cool, the interview portion's cool, like, genuinely fun to watch. The evening gown and the fitness portion, I was like, mm, don't see what this has to do with Lame-o. college. No, it's lame. <laughs> it's like really whack. Like, and who wants to judge these things? No offense, but like, who wants to sign up to be like, ooh, I want to judge women, like all men ever? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's I so would say from my observation, it was just people who were in the pageant world, mm. and then like me. But I was just there to help them prep for the interview portion, right? But yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, I never experienced anything like that. And the one that you did was different than these like big ones that are like. Yeah. That was the one that was like, we don't do bathing suits. We do like fitness. Yeah. So that was different than a lot of the other ones. But I think it might've been a feeder to Miss America. I don't know. It also seems like the webs of patents are like very complicated and I didn't get too much into it. Yeah. Well, man. Shouts out to all the women that do go through it, though. It is a lot of work. And I was like, damn, you have to work really hard for this shit. Yeah, I'm not hating on the individual women that go through it, by the way. I just want to make that very clear. I just wish nobody had to do it. Exactly. I wish we could just go to school. Yes. And even if you're doing it for, like, the cloud or whatever, I just wish that, like, no one would judge anyone based on how they look in a fucking bathing suit. Like, that is so disgusting. So gross. And we, we should be past that level of just scum of the earth situation already but we're not obviously so Mm -hmm. Uh, i was just talking to stacy (laughs) as i got into her house i was like i'm very angry at the patriarchy today and this is just part of it i was just like speak on it yeah we went on a full tangent about it fucking joe coy that's all i gotta say you guys know what i'm talking about golden globes joe coy what the fuck anyways um, okay, well, let's hop into it, then, I suppose. Uh, the first note I have is salt and pepper. She's, like, punching mm-hmm. the punching bag, and they're like, if I mm-hmm. want to take a gap. Mm-hmm. Oh, the soundtrack is so good. The soundtrack good is me. amazing. I wrote down one of the transitions. <laughs> what was it? Oh, Mustang Sally to She's a Lady. <gasps> Mustang Sally. What? Oh. Perfect. But even before her, like, punching scene, yeah. I had forgotten that the very opening scene is a scene of young gracie hart yes at the playground yes and she saves a boy yep 
from the, of course, spiky-haired bully. Of course. Because every bully had spiky hair in this time period. <laughs> no matter if it was the 80s? Yes. The 90s? A sure sign that you're a dick is if you spiked your hair. <laughs> True. And so the spiky-haired kid <laughs> is making fun of little wimpy kid, and she saves him, but... Due to toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. he's an asshole about it. And he's like, everyone's going to make fun of me for being saved by a girl. And so she punches him in the face. And then she's like, wimp, as he <laughs> runs away. Fucking amazing. And I had completely forgotten about it. And the little girl who plays her as a younger version is so cute. She's so adorable. It reminded me a lot of me as a youth because I, well, I beat up dudes back in the day. No offense, but uh, <laughs> I don't know who I'm saying no offense to. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Wait, I actually mentioned one of the dudes on this pot, like one of the first episodes. Oh, yeah. First and last name. I'm not going to do it again. Garrett <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> I tried to sleep. No, but shouts out because he's actually cool and apologized to me. But That's nice. dudes that made fun of me, I did beat up in elementary school and they remember. Okay. Me too. Anyways. I had also forgotten that the... Uh, so... She, like, fucks up in her career early. Yeah. And you see the scene where it happens. And I had forgotten it was a Russian restaurant. Mm. It's, like, all Russian mob references. And mm-hmm. it's, like, so heavy-handed, but in a very funny way. It is Like, funny. they're, like, literally eating borscht. Oh, yeah. Like, they just keep making references to Russians. Like, at one point, the bad guy is choking on a piece of food. And she goes, that is a very purple Russian serve. <laughs> and to her credit, she tries to save him. She does. Which was very sweet. So thoughtful. Turned out to be a bad call. Not the best. Because then he took her hostage at knife point. Which makes sense. And the whole operation went to shit. Yeah. So she gets demoted kind of early in the film. And so, you know, she has to claw her way back to respect. Yeah, and her, like, work bestie did really well in this particular operation. operation. And so he got promoted. So the next issue that they were working on, which is this, like, pageant, like, terrorist attack, whatever the fuck, um, he was, like, the leader of it. Yeah, so you have, like, little kid scene, and then you have Russian restaurant scene, and then you have, like, the the classic trope scene to establish mm. that Gracie is a single woman who doesn't care about her looks. I know. She's got a ponytail for God's sake. Ugh. The universal sign that you're lazy. She's wearing sweats, god damn it. She cooks a TV dinner. And her microwave like... wouldn't even stay closed. Bitch, if you work for the FBI, mm-hmm. you would have a microwave that closed. Yeah, and it's a pretty small ass apartment. It's tiny. It literally looks like I don't even know. Like, it looks like just like a studio apartment, but I'm like, mm-hmm. she is a federal agent. Yeah, I, th- I wonder if it's like weird to believe, though, that she like so doesn't care about anything but her work. So she just like mm. gets a small shitty apartment with her TV dinners, but she does have a full <laughs> punching bag in her living room. And salt and pepper so CD playing hardcore. That is pretty, it is, it is pretty lame. Like, it is, it does highlight <clears throat> women. In, like, a bad, le- you know, just these, tro- I'm surprised she doesn't have, like, 17 cats. Like, that's... Right. It's just a lot of tropes. Yeah, just a, a lot, lot of, of tropes. Which is, like, you know, a shortcut for you, the viewer. For sure. I get it. But for it's, sure. like, it is funny how dated it is. Like, totally. Ponytail and TV dinner. I'm like, please. What a lazy bitch. I know. <laughs> I fucking know. But... Oh, and then when she goes to the bar and orders ice cream? Yeah. And I was like, what kind of bar has I'll ice cream? I want to go. Yeah. She's like, I'll take a pint. He's like, oh, you want a whole one? She's like, oh, yeah. Give it to me big time, baby. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Oh, the way that she's making fun of uh, Benjamin's date in that scene is so mean. It is mean. It's so, I was like, I, I always thought it was funny when I was younger, you know. And then shitting on other women was funny. Yes, we all did, mm-hmm. you know. And then I'm watching it now, and I'm like, she was a sweetie pie. Mm-hmm. She was just like, oh, my God. Well, except for calling her shoes oppressive. That was fucked up. But that was really funny. <laughs> Did they all have to wear those oppressive shoes? And she's just like, oh, no, I get them special made by the guy who tattooed my ass. <laughs> In grids. But, yeah, no, the way she's making fun of her is really mean. And just, yeah, again, highlights that era of time where we thought that, like, making fun of effeminate women was... Right, because all effeminate women are stupid, mm-hmm. and they don't deserve respect. And this is where we get the pick-me-girl, or mm. the uh, not-like-other-girls girl. girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to be one of those girls so hard. But I do appreciate that this movie sets that up as the undesirable thing. Yes. And then her transformation, she ends at a very different place. Mm-hmm. Which, 
I do think is, again, the absolute opposite of most movies in this era. Oh, yeah. Which is why it's incredible that, like, they made so much money, like, so much fucking money for this movie, yet the critic score was 41% or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, like, come on. Come they the fuck didn't on. get it. No, you, you they didn't get it. But, <clears throat> so then, yeah, after that, uh... She kind of, they all decide, okay, well, you're our best option for an agent that has to, like, go in there undercover. And can we talk about how they made this decision? It's bad. With the most heinous software known to man. It's so typical, brah. It's the FBI. Like, let's be so fucking for real. This is what they're spending their money on. Yeah. Software to digitally impose bikinis onto pictures of women who work there. I guess I should say anyone who works there, because there is a hilarious prank where they put a bikini on their boss, who's a guy. <laughs> what a joke, which is so <laughs> stupid. <sighs> and then he's like, guess that's not really my color. I'm I like, did like his reaction. Yeah, he like doesn't give he a shit. Like, he's just fucking like, fucking stupid. Please get back to work. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Hey, shouldn't you be at a fucking desk somewhere? <laughs> Working? Um, I also just found out that the fucking FBI used to have this like gun that would shoot these water pellets that would give people heart attacks. Whoa. How would it give people heart attacks? I don't know. It, like, shot people in the heart, hey. and, like, it would give people... So it would be untraceable. People would just be like, oh, they had a heart attack. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? It was, like, in the 80s, it, there was, like, a court case about it. Whoa. And they had to, like, admit that they used <gasps> they that. They'd be up to some crazy shit. I'm like, I wouldn't have even known that that fucking existed. Like, FBI, it was the same... CIA, NSA, all very shadowy. I don't... No, I really... I don't want to know almost. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't... E- I was like, I don't want to know this! That's oh, so wild gosh. to me! Anyway, anything involving the FBI, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Side like, eye. I also think it's a hilarious concept that in this movie, anyone would not realize that Sandra Bullock is a stone-cold babe. I know! Because her hair is in a ponytail? Because she, like, ha- needs to get her eyebrows did slightly? Slightly. Slightly. They, like, remove three hairs. They're like, wow. It's literally Miss Congenia. <laughs> or not Miss Congenia. Well, it is literally Miss Congenia. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it. Princess Diaries all uh-huh. over again. Literally just, like, poofy, curly hair. Uh-huh. And need to get your eyebrows done and you wear glasses. Would you wears, like, these tight little pantsuits. I'm like, y'all should know. Yeah, she's a tight little yeah, number. like, clearly. No, absolutely. I'm like, she's fucking Sandra Bullock. But they're like, she's fugly. And then they see her in the bikini and they're like, wow, wow, wow. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's not that bad. I'm like, not that bad. bad. She's a fucking beautiful angel. What is Mm -hmm. wrong with you? Anyways. But yeah, that scene is really fucking funny. And then they realize, oh shit, like, this wouldn't be that bad. You should really do this. And she's like, um, no, because I don't want to be like, she basically is just like rejecting being effeminate. Like, she thinks it's stupid. She doesn't want to be roped in with that. She wants to be one of the guys. And Benjamin is like, I had to pull strings to get you in here. Like, you're fucking lucky that, like, you get this opportunity because otherwise you are going to be stuck at a desk and Mm -hmm. our boss is just going to be mad at you forever. And, like, you won't be able to work on any cool cases. So she agrees to it. And then that has one of the best transformation scenes in cinema. We love them. I just love a beauty montage. They're always so fun. Almost every one of my favorite movies has one at some point. Uh Some semblance of a beauty montage or makeover or like let's get a new wardrobe mm-hmm. like oh and they're like in this warehouse like this fbi warehouse which makes it seem like Dude. so serious I and like so sinister cool. and then yeah you get these like shots from above where you see everything mm-hmm. she has to go through bikini wax leg wax eyebrow wax she has to have her teeth like cleaned and whitened she mm-hmm. has to get her hair done her makeup done like so much shit mm-hmm. and this is another point i want to bring up I've been thinking a lot about this. Obviously, I feel like we all know. Do you know how much fucking money we have to spend on beauty project projects? What products weekly, bro? Mm-hmm. Weekly, you would be shocked if you don't already. Like, I we could go on about this. Stacy and I have talked. Oh yeah, about time this and money. And I I don't have the <laughs> ability, but statisticians or researchers out there. I would love to see an analysis of the gender pay gap that takes into account the time and money that female presenting people have to put into looking that way. Right. It's wild. Yeah, and not just like for fun stuff we want to do, for work to make us look professional in the eyes of like 
business. Because your career will literally take a nosedive if you don't play the game and look all hot all the time. Right. Unlike men who can literally roll out of bed, put on a fucking collared shirt, and, like, make it out the door, and no one ever would question them, period. Like, mm-hmm. it is unbelievable. Oh. But she does come out of it looking like a snack in her lavender dress I was obsessed with still, as a kid. I'm still obsessed with it. It just, like, hugs her body so well, and she's doing a little model walk, and her oh. hair's all sleek and smooth, and ah, uh, she, she looks, looks incredible. so gorgeous. It's one of the, and, like, just the way she's walking, how it's in slow motion. Even, like, Michael Caine walking in front of her for a little yes, while. Yes, so badass in this. He walks out of the way, and she's just like, ugh, Mustang Sally! Oh, we did skip one of my favorite scenes oh. when she's eating this steak and the steak looks so Dude. good and he's like sorry i couldn't hear you over the f- what because is i was it? distracted by the half masticated cow <laughs> rolling around in your wide open trap <laughs> <laughs> he also line. has the great line of uh, oh. during the makeover scene he goes eyebrows that should be too he's eating a donut actively <laughs> that should be true oh uh, he's so good uh, he's in so this great movie. he's the Every best line is brilliant he's like the star yeah he really is on equal par with sandy bullock in any movie he's in like i just want to keep watching him i could just watch him for hours and be just so entertained and so happy mm-hmm. but especially in this role he's so, he's so fucking good. good um and i love in 2000 that they made one of the main characters gay and he wasn't like a joke mm-hmm. you know yeah like yeah there were some scenes about like other people being like, oh, I'm not gay, hee hee and like running away, but mm-hmm. like, that's to be expected of 2000. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of the main characters yeah. being gay and having that not be the butt of every joke right. is Or like the, what the movie is about. I love too when he's walking, he's like, it's all in the buttocks. And yeah. she goes, it takes a very secure man to walk like yep. that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's fucking true. Um, also, someone who's underrated as fuck in this movie Rhode Island. She's great. She's the subject of my next note. Oh, really? Me too. Yeah, I love that you learn. You're introduced to her, and she's like, she sounds kind of airheady and like, ah. Yeah. But the movie also gives you these like little hints that she's like actually a genius. Mm-hmm. Like she tells Gracie when they're having their chat in the hotel room, she's like, yeah, I met or no on the bus mm-hmm. when they meet, and she's like, yeah, I memorized everyone's picture and name, so I knew it was you from your lack of picture. Yeah, like this bitch clocks everything. Absolutely, That's a very observant, smart girl. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. And then later in the movie, they just slide in that she double majored in like organic chem and like rocket science or something. Yeah, like neuro something crazy. Neuroscience. I forget exactly what it was, but it's like whoa, yeah, Cheryl. Like, okay, doctor, what mm-hmm. it what. Yeah, no, she's a brilliant baddie, and she's also a fucking sweetie pie. Mm, very nice and Like, sweet. all of the women that I know, just saying. But yeah, no, she's so cute, and she's so funny in the movie. Like, I just love her so much. And the scene where she, like, goes to visit, and she's like, no one would let, like, no one, everyone slammed the door in my face before I could tell them my hot chocolate was known fat. Like, she's just so she's thoughtful so and so cute. She just, and then she's so nice when a fucking Sandra Bullock shits on her talent. And she's like, oh, my talent isn't stupid, something stupid like baton twirling or anything. And Cheryl's like, where's my talent? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> that is a Stacey move if I've ever seen be like, nah, nah, nah. Foot in your mouth by accident? Yes. Oh, no. What are the odds, you know? Literally, what are the fucking odds? But the end scene where she has the flaming batons. Oh, yeah. And I do love that they made her win it all. Me too. Perfect. She deserved it. Uh-huh. She knew everyone. And she was mm-hmm. sweet to everybody. My God. Oh, also, I forgot to mention the um, aloha, aloha thing was oh, so yeah. fucking funny. How she was just like, I need a distraction. Let's go. Let's break up this fight. And no one thought it was funny except for Rhode Island. Anyway. Oh, I also love, this happens a couple times in the movie, how she's like talking to Benjamin and she's like, you want to smooch me. You want to love me. You want to date me. And he's just like, no, I don't. And she's like, you want to marry me. It's just, it's so funny. I've quoted it too many times in my life, TBH. She's adorable. She's amazing in this movie. She's hot, and she's smart, and she's tough, and she's so fucking cool. God love her. God love her, baby. Yeah, and they made the sisterhood of all the girls, like, seem so fun. Like, the paint drumming scene. I also remember thinking, like, one day... I'm going to have pizza and beer with my girlfriends, and it's going to be so good. And it is. It is so good. It's a great combo. It is. Pizza and beer? Yeah. Like, just like a light, shitty beer? Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, the cheaper the pizza, the cheaper the beer. delicious. Sexy. In a bar? Oh, Please. And then if you added 
the fucking oh I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I've been th- I wonder if there is anywhere that you could actually do that. I That'd don't be know. so sick. And I the bet- like test tube shots they're taking yeah, like it just looks like such a fun night. I know, and I love that. Like at first they're kind of like rejecting the idea because like it's so bad. At least like put your paper napkin on top of the top. It like. No, we're going to go full ham because what the fuck? Hedonism like, night, okay? Exactly. All right, that lean is in. what I'm <laughs> um, Yeah, their sisterhood is very cute. Like, okay, one of my favorite scenes that makes me emotional uh-huh. is when, so basically what happens is they think that they found out which guy is like the quote-unquote bad guy or like the terrorist or whatever. So they're like packing up. And Sandra's like, no, I really think it's this Miss Morning sign, Lainey. And they're all just like, no, 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 we're, we're taking off. And she's like, okay, well, then I'm staying here by myself, and I'm going to figure the shit out. Mm-hmm. So she goes down before she's supposed to be on stage, and they all realize, like, she doesn't know how to do her makeup. She doesn't know how to do anything. And so they all get together, and they help her get ready. It's so cute. And I'm like, that is what womanhood mm-hmm. and girlhood is truly about. And it's so sweet. And I was obsessed with their little Statue of Liberty outfit. I was like, I would wear this. This oh, is so fun. One in a million. Yes. Fun fact about that. Yeah. That song was made for this movie. <gasps> it's an original song. Dude, I love that song. And mm-hmm. the fact that they have Dancing Queen by Abba Butt, the one that they have is the one that's like Atomic Kitten or some shit like, like that. Great or no, 18s. 18s, just kidding. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, I was shocked that the boss of the cops says Nevada, right? Did you I, catch that? Dude, I thought the same thing. He goes, oh, they just found the terrorists in Nevada. And I was like, oh my God, he said it right. I know. In movies, never do people say Nevada. I would say Nevada. Nevada. I, yeah, it's that's a, a little sore spot for us Nevadans. Yeah, I don't know why it's just icky. I don't know why. I don't like being icked out. It sounds wrong to us. Nevada. It just sounds too, like, bouge for us, Nevada. you know? Too East Coast. Too fucking, yeah. Too, like... I don't even know. I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it, babes. <clears throat> and then, yeah, I wrote one in a million dance. That was my last yeah. note. <laughs> oh, um, one other note I had was when Cheryl butts out her fire batons. I, I wonder yeah. if you wanted to share anything from your career of baton twirling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shay is a baton twirler. I used to be, when I was a toddler, I think up until I was like four. I think it was like two to four. I was a baton twirler, and I don't remember much about it, except for I wasn't that good, but I wore the coolest outfits ever. There's one specifically I'm thinking of mm. where it was, like, yellow. I think I've shown you before, but it's, like, yellow, but it had these silver sequins all over it, and Ooh. I had these, like, cool, like, fingerless glove uh, things. love a glove. And I had, like, my hair was all, like, Shirley Temple ringlety, and it was in, like, two little pigtails. Aww. And man, I think I, I think that was like a big competition for me. And I think I just didn't, I mean, I was fucking three or something. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. But, um, we also all got matching jackets, like me and my Ooh. like team. Oh yeah. And I just gave my jacket to Nova. Oh, you still had it after mm-hmm. all these years. I kept it all these oh, years. Cause I was I like, she loves it. yeah, I was just thinking maybe I could give it to like my future child or something, but like. That might not happen. So I gave it to Nova, and it fits her perfectly. Oh, my God. I need a picture. It is so – I didn't, I didn't take a picture because I'm a dum-dum, but, like, when she wears it next. Okay. Please do. And it has my, na- it has my name oh on my it. Oh, my God. And it's uh, red, white, and black, as you know. Very Canadian. Uh-huh. It's so cute. And, I'm yeah, so I'll take a picture. I can't it's, wait to see it. It's adorable. But, that yeah. I, adorable. Honestly, it's fun. And I forgot how – like in you know like muscle memory right with like mm-hmm. so when i used to play flute <laughs> i shouldn't have done this but i used to baton twirl my fucking flute <laughs> like when i pl- yeah and i would like twirl it and then i'd throw it up and oh, catch it Lord. stupid as fuck should oh, not have done no. that but uh it is funny that it's like muscle memory you like remember things from when i was four mm-hmm. like what are you talking about amazing that's crazy but yeah good times yeah never flaming though number one baton twirler i mean maybe that side of the Mississippi, perhaps, <laughs> when I was fucking three, but, you know, good times. <clears throat> and I was very impressed with the ending of this movie for a few reasons. Yeah. So, like, there was kind of three different endings, which I think was mm. a big deal, especially for movies around this time, because I feel like in the 90s, my complaint with a lot of the movies is they end so abruptly, mm-hmm. and that was the style. Like, they'd have the kiss, and it'd be credits, and you'd be like, okay, 
<laughs> so what else? Like, I guess yeah. we're done here. Yeah. But this movie has one great ending, which is like the the pageant ending where everything's revealed. You realize Candace Bergen is the bad guy. She's put a bomb on the tiara. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock's like fighting Miss Rhode Island for it. And Miss mm-hmm. Rhode Island just thinks that she's like crazy and coming for her crown. And yeah. so there's like a whole fine. And then it goes in the air while um, William Shatner is singing. <laughs> She's beauty and she's great. She's, she's Miss, Miss United, United States. States. And so that's happening and there's confetti and explosions and girls in dresses. It's just like visually very cool. It's very cool. So you're like, okay, wrap that up. And then you have the second ending, which is like her wrapping it up with her boo thing. True. And they have like their little scene and their little kiss. And, and with again, Candace. I think a lot of movies would have just ended there. True. But this movie has a third ending, yeah. which is she's called to pageant headquarters for another emergency. The terrorist is back or something. La la la. Mm-hmm. So she rushes inside and all the girls are there and it turns out they're giving her the award for Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and it's so sweet. It's so sweet. And she kind of, you know, talks about how different she is for the better and how much she loves these women and she says one of the best lines ever. I really do want world peace. Yeah, because like the whole movie is kind of like every girl is saying they want world peace and she's it's just like goal. I want harder uh, punishment violations or harsher punishment for parole, parole violators. Stan. And World peace. <laughs> so at the end, it's a nice little wrap up where she's like, you know what? I do really want yeah, world peace. So okay. like, and we should. Why are we making fun of people who want that? I know. But uh, no, it is really cute because she is saying like she's touched by like the friendships that she's made. And like she used to be one of those women that was really like jagged about the whole thing. But then like she came here and realized how beautiful and smart and talented and everything else that these women are and i'm like yeah did you watch to the end ebert slash critics i don't think he fucking did he's like she's fulfilling every role that she's ever had in what fucking way sir (sighs) i'm gonna get on your statue i'm gonna get on it i promise (laughs) yeah i like those kind of like wrapped up everything and ended on a really nice note that wasn't just the love story so i really 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 liked the ending yeah, really, like, the, the true ending was her being surrounded by yeah. all these women that are, like, hugging her. Yes, and I feel like that's progress, because, again, if this were movie were made even maybe four years earlier, I think yeah. it would have just ended on the kiss. It would have. It would have. Mm. And it's like, that wasn't even what she was, like, right. going for the that's whole time. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm glad that they kind of tied that one off as well, because that is something we're all hoping for the yes. whole movie, because their chemistry is undeniable. Mm, exactly. But that wasn't the main goal of the whole shit. Like, the main point is that, like, she was a hater, and now she's not. And that should be the ending, which it is. So Mm -hmm. I'm very glad that they did that. Yes. So I really liked it. We love the movie 100%. 100%. Haters, fuck off. Haters, gone hate. Players, gone play. Are you ready for some trivia? I'm ready, baby. Okay. Number one. What is the name of the terrorist that the FBI is trying to catch? God damn it. Uh... Oh, um... It's a very generic name. Yeah, it's the... Shit. I tried to give you a hint. Like the captain or something like that? Close, the citizen. The citizen! Yes. Number two. What does Victor, Michael Caine, compare Grace's walk to? I don't remember. This is horrible. I forget the exact line, but he's like, I saw more graceful works in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah! I love him. So good. I'm sad I didn't remember that. That's really funny. Okay, this is I. <laughs> if I, I like fail the other two, too this hard. One. Okay, what is Cheryl's perfect date? Oh, um, it's like April. Uh-huh. Is it fifteenth? April twenty fifth. April twenty fifth because it's not too hot and not too cold. All you oh, need you is need a light jacket. jacket. There you go, nailed it. And she did nail it. Okay, that's yeah. how smart she is. Okay. Yeah, she thought about the date itself, and she knew what the weather was going to be. Sorry she's a feminist. Yeah, sorry that she's a fucking angel, like I've said a thousand times. All right. Okay. What is Grace's full pageant name? Gracie Lou Freebush. <laughs> Gracie Lou Freebush? So put a little respect on her name, okay? Uh, okay, this is a tough one, but a good one. Okay. Which queen came out as lesbian at the ceremony? New York! It's New York! I love her. She's hot as hell. That was a nice little touch. Yeah, and she's like, and if I can do it, so can you! Again, so much feminism. So much feminism. Love. I love her. And I love that she calls out fucking Miss Hawaii, because Miss Hawaii was being a big old bitch. She was being a fucking hater. She's like, she's just swallowed too much copper tone. I'm like, damn, bitch. (laughs) Wild. Okay, and I managed to find a BuzzFeed Miss Congeniality personality quiz. Oh, hell yeah. Okie dokie. I'm excited. How do you feel about pageants? 
they're part of your career, you love them, you're not so into them. They're scholarship programs. They're fun to watch, but you wouldn't participate. I'm not that into them. Okay, number two. Do you date a lot? Ooh, revealing. You're too good for the people that like you. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. Nope, people aren't so into you. Damn. Everyone loves you and you love them. You have really high standards or dating isn't your thing. These are my options. Uh, As of right now, the people that are into me, I'm not into. So I'll go with the first one. Ooh, you're too good for the people that like you. I like talk your shit. I mean... Are you a good student? You try your best, you're very intense and studious, you follow the instructions, you do things your own way. You're more of a teacher than a student. I do things my own way. Yeah, I did it my <laughs> way. And by that I mean, I didn't do shit. And my way was uh, not doing it. I tried. I did try, but like I absolutely did things my way and I'm still that way now. So These questions are kind of strange. How's your hygiene? <laughs> Fine. What? Not great. It's very important to me. Amazing. Effortlessly good. Weird. With hygiene? Hygiene. It's amazing. Amazing. Because it has to be. I mean, come on. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Do you make friends easily? I'm a little intimidating. I have a few good friends. I keep to myself. I'm kind of mean. Or I'm very friendly. I'm very friendly. I have a lot of friends. I'm very lucky. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. You like dressing up? You dress up when it's necessary? Not really. You prefer being casual. You listen to your inner sparkle. It's super fun. It's part of your job. Hmm. That's a toughie because I have like seasons of my life where like I do really enjoy it and then sometimes I'm like, fuck that. Um, there's one that says like it's fun. It's super fun. I'll do super fun. Super it, can, fun. it can be super fun. How confident are you? Pretty confident. You're a bit full of yourself. You don't worry about potential disasters. Or, sorry, you do worry about potential disasters. (laughs) You can pass as confident or you tend to doubt yourself. I mean, I'm pretty fucking confident, but, like, one says, like, you're a little full of yourself. So it's pretty confident. You're a bit full of yourself. You worry about potential disasters. You can pass as confident or you tend to doubt yourself. I'd say pretty confident. Pretty confident. I was between that and full of myself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How would you feel if you were in Miss United States dressing room? It's no big whoop, but it's cool. You'd be happy to be there. That sounds like heaven. It's your average Thursday. You'd feel out of place. Sounds like heaven. Sounds like heaven. Surrounded by beautiful women? Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you be... No. Would you be good undercover? (laughs) No. People would identify you too easily. (laughs) Yes, after a bit of practice. Probably. You'd attract too much attention, or no, you wouldn't know how to act. Mm. I don't think I'd do... Like, I would want to do well, but I think I would get caught. So So people would identify you too easily, or you'd attract too much attention, or you wouldn't know how to act? I feel like... I w- depending on the situation, I would know how to act, but I feel like I... What was the first one you said? I'm sorry. People would identify you too easily. I think they would. You're like, I know what your deal is. Yeah, I feel like I would probably give too much away by accident. And lastly, are you a good dancer? You're pretty good. You suck at dancing, but you still try. You can really wow a crowd. <laughs> dancing is not your thing. You're very good at dancing. Hmm. I mean, I think I'm very good at dancing, but like... You are. Oh, thank you, my love. Should we mash that button? Yeah, let's do it. Smash! You're Cheryl! (gasps) I am? You're a total sweetheart and always see the bright side of things. You're a bit of an airhead. Not true. I mean... But you mean well and you love your friends. You're innocent, but it just comes off as part of your charm. You're supportive and will always cheer for your friends when they succeed. Oh my god, cute! Cheryl's not an airhead. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe like seemingly. True. She's misunderstood. Which is true. I seem like a fucking idiot. (laughs) You do not. That's very nice. Okay. 
how do you feel about pageants? They're part of your career. You love them. You're not so into them. They're scholarship programs. Or they're fun to watch, but you wouldn't participate. I'm going to go with their scholarship program. Yes. Do you date a lot? You're too good for the people that like you. Nope. People aren't so into you. <laughs> Lies. Everyone loves you and you love them. You have really high standards or dating isn't your thing. Um, dating isn't my thing because I'm married. She's a married ass bitch. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay. Are you a good student? I'm like looking at Stacy knowingly. <laughs> you try your best. You're very intense and studious. You follow the instructions. You do things your own way. Or you're more of a teacher than a student. Honestly, I just follow instructions. She sure does. I'm not like valedictorian out here. I'm not, I've never been like number one in the class. But I follow the directions, and it serves me well. True that. Very, very intelligent. How's your hygiene? Fine. Not great. It's very important to you. Amazing or effortlessly good. Which, by the way... Effortlessly good, because that's just a weird thing to say about your hygiene. I wouldn't believe anyone. My hygiene, it's effortlessly good. I'm like, you don't bathe, do you? I'm like, you don't wash your ass. For sure. Mm -hmm. But I just like that. Me too. I think it's funny. Do you make friends easily? You're a little intimidating, you have a few good friends, you keep to yourself, you're kind of mean, or you're very friendly. Um, I'm definitely not as friendly as Shay, so I feel like I can't choose, like, very friendly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, too friendly. If Shay's very friendly, then I'm <laughs> comfortable. You are so, you're, you're kind to people, but you're not like, yeah, let's, like, call me anytime, yeah, like no, I am. Like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, call me at any hour of any day, and I will be there for you for, like, 17 hours. hours. So he's like, 8 no. p.m. and 8 a.m. So he's like, I'm fucking busy, dude. Gonzo. Uh, <laughs> I keep to myself. You keep to yourself. Do you like dressing up? You dress up when it's necessary. Not really. You prefer being casual. You listen to your inner sparkle. It's super fun. Or it's part of your job. I listen to my inner sparkle. She show does. You heard it here first. How confident are you? Pretty confident. You're a bit full of yourself. You worry about potential disasters. You can pass as confident or you tend to doubt yourself. Well, I worry about potential disasters because I'm a lawyer and it's my job. True. So I'll go with that one. How would you feel if you were in the Miss United States dressing room? It's no big whoop, but it's cool. You'd be happy to be there. That sounds like heaven. It's your average Thursday, or you'd feel out of place. Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of front row seat to heaven. <laughs> I would feel out of place because I don't know why I'd be there. Yeah, you'd like wake up and you're, you're like, like in this uh, dressing room. <laughs> what's going on? Would you be good undercover? I think she would. No, people would identify you too easily. Yes, after a bit of practice. Probably. You'd attract too much attention, or no, you wouldn't know how to act. I think yes, after a bit of practice. I've often said that I think I could be a successful spy. She really could. I really think that. white lady face, and people think they know me when they don't. Uh-huh. They think they've met me. I could use that to my advantage. Absolutely. People could, like, mm. I think people easily tell you stuff. I'll be low-key, you know. Yeah. You'd, you'd fit into a lot of different circles as well, because you know so much. I feel like you're so smart that, like, any topic, you could be like, yes, and have you heard of this? Like, I feel like you could do that. And lastly, are you a good dancer? Yes, she is. You're pretty good. You suck at dancing, but you still try. You can really wow a crowd. Dancing is not your thing, or you're very good at dancing. What's the first one? Pretty good? You're pretty good. pretty good. Oh, come on. I can cut a rug. You're crazy. (gasps) You're a bit of a klutz and can be too impulsive at times. You don't really fit in. Wait, there's more. Okay. You don't really fit in. And you never have, but that's just because you like doing things your own way. You don't understand why people care so much about appearances since you think jobs are more important than how you look and express yourself. You have a really good sense of intuition, you're very intelligent, and you're also one of the most beautiful people who's ever existed. Whoa. Put respect on Stacey's fucking name. I can't believe it. Her besties. Uh, Oh my god. That's my miscontinuity. The queen of my world, baby. What a great way to end the episode. As per usual, our characters just mesh up so perfectly. There's a reason we're doing this thing. For real. But I love this movie. If you haven't ever seen it, I would be so surprised. But please do yourself a flavor. Do it up. And watch watch it. it. It is so good. It feels good to the heart. And it's also incredibly funny. 
It is hilarious. Michael Caine is worth the price uh, of admission. Yeah, just Danny Bullock. Yeah, what more do you want? You also get to see uh, Benjamin Pratt slap Sandra Bullock's ass, and it gives a very, (laughs) very satisfying sound. Okay. She juicy. She juicy, and he's so fucking hot. That's not how I want to end this. I love this movie for all the beautiful women. All right. It is great. <clears throat> fuck the critics. Fuck Roger Ebert on this one. Literally fuck Roger Ebert. You guys know how I feel. Sometimes he surprises me and I'm like, okay, we're fam. And then mm-hmm. he pisses me off immediately after. Mm-hmm. So. Real roller coaster. But anyway, we love you so much. We love you. And if you want to get a head start on next week's film, we'll be covering Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Ooh another great one. Oh, i'm so fucking stoked mm-hmm. anyways love you my wife love you Shay. and i love you guys hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend and we will see you guys next time we love you bye, bye. thank you to our amazing editor anthony grady for our amazing theme song and whitney for our beautiful cover art if you have questions for us or would like to advertise with us please email us at blockbusterwives at gmail.com And as always, please rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. We love you. Why are you picking your feet up? Because I'm preparing to run away. No, wait, wait, wait. What? Watch me, watch me. Glide, glide. See? Glide. It's all in the buttocks. Don't I look pretty? It takes a very secure man to walk like that.